Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And on today's episode, we're covering a series uh, we put together uh, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. We got put onto this topic by listening to podcast from The Art of Manliness, which is authored by Brett McKay. It's uh, podcast 253, Why Men Hate Going to Church, where he interviewed the author of a book called Why Men Hate Going to Church, David Murrow. Yeah, and so David uh, wrote this book, um, not just based off his own experiences, but also, you know, talking with a lot of other men who don't go to church and um, some of those reasons why. And I think overall, it does discuss um, kind of the feminization of church, which uh, is, I think, more than evident if you look at at church today. And uh, but more specifically, chapter ten discusses the twelve things men fear about church. And so we're going to cover those twelve things starting today. 12 Things Men Fear About Church. Fear number one, I'll hate church like when I was a kid. Fear number two, I'll lose control. Fear number three, I'll get stuck with some weirdo. Fear four, is he gay? Fear five, if I become a Christian, I'll become soft. Fear six, church is tough on single guys. Fear seven, Christians don't get much sex. Totally disagree. And fear number eight, church is full of hypocrites. What do you think about that? Well, that's what this whole podcast is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> just like a little jump in intro. I, I guess let me, just, let me just uh, sum it up, and this will be our shortest podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, so before we read this, because I think it is a real fear people have, especially non-Christians coming into the church. And everyone knows that, you know, Christians are supposed to be goody two-shoes and doing, you know, what God commands, and they're not supposed to do anything wrong. So when someone sees a professing Christian do something wrong, it's hypocrisy. Or sure. is it? Sure. I think, I think that's, what, that's what they think. That, that's the yeah. fear. That's yeah. what people see. And they say, "Oh, why do I want to be? Why do I want to be associated or become one of those people?" But well, let's uh, let's jump in and see what David has to say here, and uh, we'll go from there. What's the most common excuse you'll hear from men who avoid church? There are too many hypocrites. Men expect perfection from the church and they feel entitled to point out its shortcomings. Why is hypocrisy such a problem for men, but not for women? Perhaps the answer lies on the cover of Family Circle. At least four times a year, this woman's magazine features a cover shot of some scrumptious-looking dessert oozing with chocolate, cream, and nuts. And printed just above this 800-calorie delicacy is a headline that says, Lose 10 pounds in three weeks. There's an obvious contradiction between the headline and the photo. But women don't see hypocrisy. They see hope. Pastor Mark Gunger believes men avoid church because they know 
that if they hear the word, they will have to become doers of the word. They know their lives don't measure up to God's standards. So they skip church out of out of a sense of integ or excuse me, yeah, out of a sense of integrity. They wouldn't want to become hypocrites themselves. You know what's really uh, funny about that um, uh, Mark Gunger comment is um, when I was, uh, gosh, I probably had to be eleven or twelve, oh, so maybe several decades ago. <laughs> Just a minute ago, um, <clears throat> I remember. Uh, pulling my pastor aside and saying, I think I know why I don't like to read the Bible. <laughs> and it was that same type of thing. Like, you know, it, it it's just full of uh, ways that I don't measure up, you know. Yeah. I, I, I read it and I, I, I feel like, oh, if, you know, if I don't know about it, then I'm good, right? <laughs> right. So I don't know my failures. But... But ignorance it, is bliss. The problem is, is ignorance isn't bliss in <laughs> True, this case, exactly. right? I mean, it, it, when it comes to uh, when it comes to salvation, I know there are there are churches that teach uh, um, age of accountability or uh, um, essentially ignorance is bliss, um, but it's not supported biblically, and uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's it's. It's interesting, and I didn't, regardless of how many times we went through this, that didn't even come to my mind until just now, just a second. So anyway. Well, it's perfect for the podcast. Perfect. But no, I, I, so the last paragraph there, Mark Gunger saying that, you know, it really does get to the, it gets behind the surface of this fear and gets to the heart of it is the truth is we don't want to change. Not, you know. Sure. Now, unbelievers don't want to change and put away their sinful nature, and they're afraid that when they become a Christian, it's exactly what they're going to be called to do, which is what they'll be called to do. But I think people don't have the understanding that uh, you don't clean up your act and then come to God. For sure. You come to God, and he cleans up your act. And, and yeah, and, and the step in the middle there that I was going to jump to, he, you don't you don't come to God and then clean up your life either. You come to God and and yes, he yeah. cleans up your life. But even still, that's a even still that's a challenge. It's not an overnight thing. Now, now I've seen cases where, you know, um folks who come to God later in life um have have these drastic 180s in their lives, which is fantastic right yeah and and they can't explain it other than god right um i've i've actually been interested in in this topic uh i um i took a couple's uh bible study um several years ago and there were a lot of uh couples in the room or people in the room that had grown up in the church and they all talked about like a a returning to Christ type of thing mm-hmm. where um oh I, I gave my life to God when I was four or five years old, da 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 and then when I was in my late teens or um early twenties, I just realized that I wasn't 
where I needed to be and I rededicated my life or something, something along those lines. It's like a vow renewal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I wouldn't say it was cause I'm not a big fan of those, but, um, well, I'm not either, but that, that's essentially what they're doing. <laughs> well, well, maybe. Yeah. Recommitting themselves. Sure. Sure. But, uh, I, I think that, um, I think that, you know, when we, um, maybe there is this level of hypocrisy where, um, we have this, this mask that doesn't, I guess when we're young, we don't see the, uh, hypocrisy in our life. You know what I mean? And, and maybe we, we walk, we walk through our life thinking that we're, um, doing just fine, you know, following all the rules, uh, but yet our heart is still in a funk. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to do anything with uh, physical age, but maybe spiritual sure, age and maturity. Totally. Obviously, yeah, the, the more you grow closer to God in understanding of who he is and what, you know, what his word says, you truly understand how sinful you are, what a failure we are, you know, which is what you're afraid of. It's why you didn't want to read the Bible when you were 11. Sure. Because you realize how sinful you are. But the truth is that although we are sinful, sin is different than hypocrisy. Um, All hypocrisy is sin, but not all sin is hypocrisy. And uh, I think we should get into a little bit of the definition and what maybe just kind of define what hypocrisy is um, and biblically as well before we dig into that sure so um just googling hypocrisy here it is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform and when when i was discussing this topic with a few other people before we recorded this podcast in understanding of hypocrisy is all a lot, a lot of it has to do with like teaching too. So, so the definition doesn't say anything about teaching. Sure. Right. But when someone comes into the church, a lot of times hypocrisy is defined by you're telling me to live my life one way, but you're doing it the opposite. Sure. And, and I've, I've argued that, um, there's not as much hypocrisy in the church as people point out because, um, coming from it, that these, you know, if, if I were to say, uh, this is how you should live your life. And then I don't live my life accordingly. Um, then I'm a hypocrite, correct. But in the sense of the church, I'm not saying this is how you should live your life. You're just the God mediator. The sure. Sure. The, 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 the the informant middleman, (laughs) right? Like, these are these are these are God's ways, right? They're yeah. not my ways. They're right. God's ways. I want to live up to them. Um, I cannot live up to them on my own, right? Um, nobody can live up to them on their own. But we still need people in our life that are going to point it out to us and be like, "Yo, dude, uh, you're not quite where you need to be." And and I think so many times we we get this confused. Maybe we don't have a, a full understanding, myself included, of of um, 
these definitions or, or what it actually means to, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, don't judge, only God can judge. You know, that's huge uh, misunderstanding in people who have uh, occasionally um, been to church or, yeah, or right. whatever. No, we should um, be judging well, other Christians. There's, there's yes, other Christians. There, there, there is, there is that uh, um, requirement to look at your brother and be like, "Dude, get in line, right? <laughs> like right. you're you're out of ranks here for you know." And um, an interesting an interesting video I watched. Um, I have a I have a buddy who is a uh, full time pro life missionary. Right, he <clears throat> he spends all his time at abortuaries all over the, the country and, um, you know, preaching, they, they offer, you know, he, he sees countless women going in sobbing because they don't want to kill their baby. Right. But they don't see any other options. So they're offering, you know, listen, there's, you have this option, this option, this option, whatever you do, just don't kill your baby. We can find a way type of a thing. Right. I mean, it, it, it's not a, um, I've seen a lot of his stuff. It's not at all in a condemning fashion. It's all 100% like, listen, we need to save this life and here's how we can help you, you know, type of a thing. Sure. Love the man to death. And, uh, he shared a video of a guy. Uh, the, the irony is that the guy's got tattoos all over of crosses and Bible verses and stuff like that all over his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, cussing at him and you know da 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 sure. da and all this stuff and he says you know he he's he's chanting the video is he's chanting only god can judge only god can judge only god can judge and i'm i'm thinking to myself like um yeah they're just trying to tell you he will you know <laughs> what i mean like they're not they're not judging you trying to tell you you know how wrong you are they're sitting here saying listen god is going to judge you and maybe you should think about it, right? Like, and, and, but yet so many people will look at that as hypocrisy, like, you know, well, that's for God to judge and da da da. It's like, you're not yeah, being loving if you're out here sure, trying not to do something. Sure, sure. But the problem is, God is going to judge, right? You know, and it's for eternity. And it's, and it's, it's your, it's your eternity at stake. And, and yes, there are tons of people that I have witnessed walking around who are, um, you know, with their nose up high, you know, the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but um, but I think what, what people need to understand is that there are leagues of people who want to see folks come to Christ. They want to pe- see people saved. And uh, yeah, we're, we're people. We don't always express that in, in the best way. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, just, <laughs> just with hypocrisy so and, and, and there's a, and there's topic. a, there's a big un, uh, misunderstanding, I think is what I'm trying to get at here. Right. Uh, all right. So, so to, I'll try to bring us back. Okay. All right. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. I went Deep off breath. for a jog there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hypocrisy, the definition is just practicing um, the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. We discussed how, uh, well, in the book, 
it mentioned that you know we expect perfection from the church. Their Christians are held to a different standard from unbelievers, and that's because we are held to a different standard by God. You know, we're called to live differently, to be different. Um, and I don't know, maybe we can come back to there or I'll lose my train of thought. But <laughs> Sure. Um, so put that one somewhere. All right. Uh, and then you, you started to define how you don't think the church is as full as many hypocrites that we sure. think there yep. are. Because in reality, when I'm telling you, hey, you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. Hey, you shouldn't be drunk all the time or at, at all. Or these are God's commands, not my commands. Sure. Yep. So God is the one saying, hey, don't do this, not me. So if I end up doing it, it's called sin, not hypocrisy. Even though I might be the one that said, hey, don't do not do ABC, and then right. all of a sudden you see me do ABC, it's, it's sin, and sin is different than hypocrisy. Right. When that becomes, when my sin becomes hypocrisy is when I claim to be without sin. Correct. When I'm putting on a, a, a facade that, hey, you can't do A, B, and C, even though I'm over here doing it secretly, I'm acting and portraying it, and I'm telling you, no, I don't do A, B, and C. Sure. That is hypocrisy. Sure. Uh, but God cannot be a hypocrite because he's perfect. Right. <laughs> he created those commands, right. uh, and he can't break his own commands. So say that again. All, or- All hypocrisy is sin, but not all sin is hypocrisy. Correct. I like that. That's very good. Um, so I want to bring us to a different idea of hypocrisy now. So we've gotten the, the definition. We've talked a little bit about, well, we expect people to live differently. And then we got kind of God's idea of hypocrisy, which is uh, found in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> found in, maybe oh, you should pull up well, your notes. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I wanted to read Matthew 6. Uh, this is talking about the, the Pharisees. and uh, says, Matthew 6 to, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they, the hypocrites, may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. So, not only is me professing, or if, if I'm telling you to do something and I'm doing it also, but I'm acting like I'm not doing it, I'm putting up a, a facade that... Uh, I have these moral standards, but when I really don't. Sure. So, and that's exactly what it's saying here in Matthew 6 is uh, these people are, these hypocrites are giving to the needy. And what's the reason they're doing it? Right. Just to be seen. So they're putting on this fake facade that they're generous, that they're loving. And that's not the reason they're doing it. Right. So, so they're putting out this belief that, hey, look at me, I'm loving. I'm generous, I'm better than you kind right, of facade. Right. Sure. When in reality, that's not who they are. Instead, they're greedy and selfish and prideful. Sure. And, and that is, I mean, Jesus says right there, <laughs> as the hypocrites, he's calling that kind of attitude, that kind of action, hypocrisy. Yes. 
And and was uh, was Jesus a hypocrite when he called them out? When he called the Pharisees dogs? <laughs> I mean, like, no, no. Mm. Like you can you can call out hypocrisy and 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 be a Christian. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what we're supposed to do. Um what <clears throat> what I think we don't need to be doing, you know, um let's take a let's take a particular rule. I'm I'm any 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 law of of Christianity, I guess if you will. Any um, you know, let's take a sinful lifestyle for instance. If you as a Christian are out there yelling at people who are living a, a, a sinful lifestyle of whatever it is, whether it's drunkenness or, or uh, whatever. If, you, if you're sitting there preaching against that lifestyle to folks who do not profess to be Christians, I think you're beating your head against a brick wall here. Right. We can't hold non-Christians to the same standards that God holds us totally, to. Totally, totally. I, I think, I think where we need to, I, I think Christians need to direct a lot of that stuff to Christians, right? Like, hey, dude, uh, you know, we we need to start working on our own team mm-hmm. instead of instead of um, pointing fingers at uh, the the other guys. We need to start working on our own team and making sure our game in the same sense that we need to work on our own lives. We need to take the plank out of our own eye before we pull, you know, and so many people focus when they, when they talk about that verse, they focus on, you need to take the plank out of your own eye. Well, the whole idea is take the plank out of your own eye so that you can see clearly to take the speck out of another. Right. Eye, so it's right? not that you shouldn't then take the speck. Correct. Out of the, right. Right. You still should be doing that. Right. Right. And, and not, not that we can always see clearly. And I think that's why yeah. we need, Again, that's why we need community. That's why we need the gathering. That's why we need to build these friendships. Because for for men especially, uh, not so much for women. I think women have, I don't even know. They're women, right? We, we'll never figure it out. <laughs> but, but for men specifically, you know, um, when we have a bond, we can, we can talk to each other a little bit more abrasively and be yeah. like, dude, you are out of line. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've had people, you know, get really harsh with me as far as certain things. And, and I love them for it. I don't, it's, it's grown our relationship. Right. And, uh, um, I, that, that's what we're trying to do here with, with the gathering. Right. We're trying to build a community. Hopefully, um, there's a community of men that can, you know, be get, Oh, you listen to the gathering. You listen. To, oh, great. And then hopefully someday we can get together. <laughs> we can gather <laughs> and we can actually gather and have, uh, have one of our beloved bacon breakfasts. Um, but speaking of, we yeah, may be of, able to do that. Yeah. Uh, I've, June 13th, June 13th, second Saturday of this month, the second Saturday of this month at, the 963 building. The 963 building. <laughs> it's been yeah, a while yeah. since we've been It has been that. a while because we haven't uh, been able to get together. But uh, um, but yeah, I look forward to that. But yeah, I, I think um, I think as Christians, uh, we need to um, we need to realize that you know 
first of all, we're being watched by by unchristians. Right. We're we're being watched and and we need to take responsibility for the fact that um we have sin in our life. Right. We are not Christ, right? We have sin in our life and we do things wrong. And we need to stop sticking up for other Christians when they do things wrong. We need to stop sticking up for ourselves when we do things wrong. Um, and uh, I, I think that um, I think that that's one of the biggest hypocrisies that non-Christians see, or even some people who would who who claim to be Christians would like to be closer to God, but don't want to get involved in church because of the quote hypocrisy. Because instead of saying. Uh, uh, you're addicted to uh, cocaine. Okay, cocaine is probably a stretch. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> Not you're, for some people. You're addicted to alcohol. <laughs> you drink alcohol. You're a sinner. Meanwhile, you smoke. You're a uh, sinner. Yeah. M- meanwhile, you're addicted to pizza and double cheeseburgers. Right. Mm. Like, like the heart of the matter is the same. You need to inspect your lives closely and realize. Maybe, maybe I do have some hypocrisy because I am not without sin. Right. I have my sin. And a stain is a stain, regardless if it's, you know, a coffee stain or a wine stain. Yeah. You're no longer white. Right. right? And the, the idea that a Christian can sin, um, or not can sin, but when they sin, it is not hypocrisy is seen in 1 John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But then in verse 10, it says, but if we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. Correct. And we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So just because we're calling out sin in our lives, other people's lives on behalf of God and how God calls us to live, does not make us a hypocrite. We become a hypocrite when we either say we have not sinned or we put on a fake facade that we have no sin. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly... If you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for the Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.